Hi guys and welcome back to a brand new episode of Anime Podcasters. We are here, still in April, still quarantine, but we're going to figure out what your name is. What happened last time on episode 80 is that Hotshot and I had a bit of a game show. Hotshot almost won, he came so close, but he did not. And so the movie you had to watch was Kimi no Nawa. Other, otherwise known as your name, uh, Kyo has also watched it. I have rewatched it, and we're here today to discuss. Honestly, I'm just gonna go ahead and say it: this masterpiece. It's a great movie. I love it. So let's bring in the people we're gonna be talking with. My host, Hotshot. How's it going, buddy? I'm Hotshot. Just <laughs> thank you. All right, let's start with this initial impressions on your name, Hotshot. As a first time watcher, what what did you think when you came across uh, the first few minutes of the movie? Honestly, when I came across the first few minutes, it, it took me a while to get into it, especially with uh, uh, Miso. Miso or Misawa. Mitsuwa. 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 Especially yeah. with Mitsuwa, like like going in with what you told me with it being body swap and stuff like that. When Mitsuwa first woke up and just like was surprised to find out that she was a girl, but then it was revealed that that was actually the real Mitsuwa. Confused the hell out of me. Yeah, of course. And so I'm just like, okay, so is this the other guy already or is it Mitsuwa? But then Mitsuwa was talking like like it was her life, it was her friends and everything else. I'm just like, okay, then why did she freak out when she found out she was a girl? Like, like it's just like little things like that that really kind of spaced me out and took me a while to actually get into it. I mean, I liked it. I liked it well enough. I'm I'm not on the same page as you saying that it was a masterpiece. I did really like it, but... Don't give me that look, Kyo. But I'm. It's not like one of my go-to favorites. No, fair enough. And what about you, Kyo? When you watched it? So, saying body swap, the first thing that comes to our mind is the movie Freaky Friday. Of course, <laughs> yes. So, like going in with like that low expectation, but also seeing the uh, the trailers that promote it as like this really big, uh, like artistic piece of uh, film. Right. I wasn't sure what to expect, so. Uh, once it got started, it has um, it has kind of a Inception type of editing style where it like, or I guess it's not Inception. I guess it's more like uh, Batman Begins, where like the it it like cuts back and forth without uh, like establishing a whole lot. Like the first couple minutes, I think it does that, but then like they they kind of have a better grasp on it. But um, I guess my ultimate thought on it was like just uh, there are some bits that I would have done differently, but. All in all, I think it was a really good movie, and it kind of blew my expectations. <laughs> no, definitely. Like, for me, the thing is, I I only watched it maybe a year or two after it came out in 2016. So, still a very recent film. It was only four years ago. Um, and all I saw across my th- newsfeed was, like... Uh, it was it's grossing this amount of money it's nominated for this award it won this it did like it had such so much praise from japan and around the world it was it became like a a, a phenomenal success and so when i first watched it and i came across uh the like mitsuha i was very intrigued i was like okay so this character is living in this very rural area and then we got this tokyo boy taki and they're very very different with, with their lifestyle you know you have like a, it's a country girl uh city guy and when they start beginning to realize that they're switching in and out uh of each other's lives every single day and they start adapting too with like notes on their phone and everything i really really enjoyed that whole uh, part of it like especially like like that scene where mitsuha 
is in Taki's body and she's like working for the first time ever as Taki and she's like oh no I'm sorry about that I'm sorry about this uh, you could tell she has no idea what she's doing and Taki is there in in, uh, in Mitsuha's life and he's like oh you're also oh, you're my sister okay you're my grandmother oh my my father is the mayor like what did you guys think as they were starting to like understand a little bit what was going on like that whole development did you guys enjoy that or did it not do it for you once they started understanding like that they were actually switching like even if they didn't know why once they understood that they're switching places that's when i actually started getting into it because it's just with body swapping i've seen where like they swap don't know how to act don't know like what exactly they're doing or like how to act when they suddenly switch when they're not in their own body or anything i've seen that a million times so once they actually start communicating and talking to each other about like what do uh what to do what not to do like setting rules for themselves like in the body swap so they don't fuck over everybody or each other royally that's when i started actually getting invested and curious about like how it's actually going to play out but until then i'm just like something is going to go horribly 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 wrong um from from the get-go i thought taki was going to switch with uh, mitsua like during a shrine maiden ritual and i thought he was going to completely fuck that up oh i see so like I, i so like when it comes to to body swaps i constantly think about stuff like that like how one person is going to fuck over the other person they are so um, that that's just the kind of trap that I got uh, stuck into. I did eventually just accept it, but I just constantly thought of like, okay, how is this going to go horribly wrong? I see. Uh, but to the point where you said like he would switch uh, like at a very uh, not opportune moment, I think like, correct me if I'm wrong, Kyo, but the switches happen in their dreams. Like they wake up as the new person, right? I, that's, how, that's how I remember it. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean like on, on specific days, like say it's literally every other day they said like three to four times a week so i guess you're right but i mean like okay take this one for example mitsua planned a date with um with taki's boss i can't remember the actual name not her but not his boss uh, his uh, Miki, with his co-worker Miki, right that yeah a date that she wanted to go on with her but it ended up taki went up going instead like situations like that, like making plans, but then you end up not being the one going or important appointments like, say, just for example, if Taki was in Mitsuwa's body at the time of the Shrine Maiden ritual, that would have gone horribly, horribly wrong. Like, yeah, they switched like at night, like they wake up as the person. But if you have important plans on that day and you're not yourself, then things are going to go horribly wrong. Right. But would you have preferred it if... I think it's better with, like, the important plans and the it's not the opportune moment. I think that makes it more exciting than, like, oh, we switched. Oh, totally chill today. I had nothing planned. Like, you could be me, and you're not going to screw up anything. Like, I think it's more fun when... Especially the, the date scene. Like, Miki's, like, all the guys at the restaurant are, like, drooling over her, basically. And then Taki ends up getting a, a date with, with her through, like, what Mitsuha's, I guess flirting or something whatever uh, however Mitsuo pulled it off as Taki it happened and then I, I think that's really cool because he like wakes up he's like oh man I have a date today and like and he like gets ready and he runs and everything it's I think it's really cool like that I prefer like that I don't know about you guys I mean I prefer that as opposed to like absolutely nothing going on <laughs> at the same time I'm just like cringing the entire way through which I get that that's kind of the idea of a body swap but at the same time I'm just like uh especially like when i think about the uh the aftermath of what it's going to do when they switch back into their normal bodies 
Like that mm. that's what I constantly think of. Like how are you gonna mess things up for Mitsuo? Or how is Taki or how is Mitsuo gonna mess things up for Taki? Right. Okay. When instead, after Taki switched with Mitsuo, like nobody fucked with her anymore in school. And after Mitsuo switched with Taki in his body, he ended up getting a date with like someone he's been crushing on for God knows how long. Yeah. Okay. I see. I see what you mean. Uh, what about like the whole things with the comets and like I think so. If I if I understand it probably the comet split and that's what like starts the switching of the bodies, but and everything, like, especially with uh, how it obviously like destroyed. Uh, I I can't remember the name of the town that Mitsu is from, but when it destroyed her town and everything, and then it just changed everything, and then Taki wasn't switching anymore, obviously because she died. Like, what did you guys think of the the whole the complexity that the whole meteor situation introduced into the movie? I mean, like the like Austin's least favorite uh, like element in movies is like time travel. Because it gets very confusing very quickly if you don't establish the rules, basically. Um, but he's, but not, like, he's not asking about that. Yeah, he's asking about the comet itself. Yeah, yeah that's what the the comet is entirely the is the reason that it's happening. Right. Yeah. Dealing with the time at this point, how exactly? Well, because if that's what's starting the if that's what's starting the whole plot of the movie, then more like the B plot, I'd yeah, say, the right? Entire... The B plot. Huh? I think it's more of a B plot because like A plot is like okay. I'm switching with someone, realize I'm switching someone. B-plot is, hey, Taki's not switching anymore. What's happening? And then he goes all the way to visit the, the, the city, and he's, like, drawing it, remember? And they're like, oh, yeah, that place was struck with the comet, like, three years ago. No, B-plot no, B is something that's happening adjacent to another, to oh, an opposed. Well, I guess, like, like, like focus, focus entirely on a different spectrum. Okay, well, like, yeah. so, well I guess like, say, yeah, go ahead. Like, say what's happening with Mitsuo and uh, and Taki, like, through the entirety of the movie, that's the A-plot, no matter what they're going through. But then if you focus on, like, their friends, that would be more of a B-plot than anything. Okay, well, there's a second, like, element A would be, uh, I guess... Uh, that's the next step in the yeah. in the story, is what what you're is what i think you're trying yeah to say. exactly and as a step do you guys think it worked well or do you guys did it just confuse you more because i think it it really like put it like if there was any adventure to this movie it came from the whole meteor for me because taki has to go it all, adds all the way there. it adds more of like a sense of urgency like because now taki knows what happened and thusly it creates a drive in him to try and fix everything like once he realizes hey, I can go back to that time just before it happens and try to save as many people as possible. Yes, exactly. So the, uh, I think the, I think it's more interesting that they actually did that. And I think it's something that you don't, that you wouldn't normally see in a body swap, uh, movie or, or even a cartoon for that matter. But, um, and honestly, I think it's much more interesting that they made that element, um, that they actually made that part of the story and it I'm trying to find the words for it sorry no stress. it's in, it's more interesting because the typical body swap episode or movie starts with two characters not understanding each other and then switching places to thus by the end of the movie they understand each other but this one more so the characters learn about each other through being through being eight, like being in each other's lives and for some reason that creates uh that creates a chemistry between these two characters and they all, and like it kind of forms a strange relationship, but it also kind of forms a romance where they envy each other and they, that grows into admiration. And then uh, I guess it uh, grows into uh, kind of a, a blossoming romance. And I think that's really what sets this apart from other movies that try to do uh, just 
that literally just like chain that pretty much have done the same exact thing that Freaky Friday has done. That's and I don't mean to draw that comparison too much because I feel like there are better movies than that, but that's easily the best thing I can compare it to. And my honest answer for the uh, the meteor thing, I think it like adding more of the fantasy element to it gives it more of that standout as opposed to other movies that do the same thing. No, definitely. I really love the this whole meteor uh, thing because it just the the urgency. I think is the is the best word to describe it. That it gave it really made it worth it, and especially because like. You, you see that at first, maybe uh, Mitsuha Tataki is a bit of an annoyance because, ah, you're, like, in my life and you're going through my phone and you're leaving me these post-it notes. Like, stop it. But then you see that, like, whoa, he cares about her. He travels all the way to see what happened to her town, finds out about the meteor, and then the whole tr- time travel thing uh, happens where he's basically... I, I that's, That part of the movie kind of confused me, honestly, on the second rewatch. You guys maybe understood. You know when he's, like, looking for her and then, like, he's on that... Like I guess it's like a plateau, like mountain area, and then they end up like talk. They're like talking to each other, and then suddenly they stop talking to each other. And it was like the the band that he gave her or something. Like did that whole uh, scene make sense to you guys, or are you as confused as me? So I understand what was going on during that interaction, but well, because earlier in the movie they talk about uh, the golden hour. That dusk, like kind of that dusk or twilight, is also called magic hour. Yeah, Mm -hmm. which. Like when when the line between like the living and the dead, like basically the line between realms becomes blurred. And since in that time, in Taki's time, uh, Mitsuo was still dead. Uh, that's why she was able to to talk with him because the line was being blurred. So like during sunset, during that entire interaction, they were able to talk to each other. Which is also kind of like sort of explaining like how they... Uh, like how their souls like swap bodies, swap and interact. Yeah, like when which they go to bed. which with that, I'm I'm completely fine with like supernatural elements like that. I'm fine. It's just the time travel that really fucks with me because like there there are very few exceptions to like what time travel movies I like. Like I like Back to the Future, of course. Uh, that's it. That's the <laughs> only one I can think of that I actually like. But with it being time travel with Mitsuo having died three years ago and us like living through the the comet explosion that wipes out her entire town. And then Taki being the like once he drinks her sake, I think that she leaves at the uh, the shrine ritual and being able to warn her and live like go through her body to try and warn her and they make the plan to save save everyone that just really messes with me because yes the town still gets destroyed from the comet but now everyone survives and life continues as normal but artaki and mitsuo the only ones that know about that because they forget each other's names but they remember like everything else that transpired like actually don't like it shows that or so like the the thing that's echoing there is the grandmother says I used to have dreams like that. And like, as she's gotten older, those have faded. Mm. The memories are kind of like, it kind of works its way into like saying like adulthood, you kind of forget your dreams and you're uh, just like this sense of wonder that you have as a child. Mm -hmm. Right. But the thing is, and like the, I think the idea, and I think that's the idea that they're going for. But the thing is, she still remembers having those dreams though, too. Like she she doesn't remember who she she became. She just remembers it as a dream though, is I think what the point is. The point is that she remembers it as a dream as opposed to like what actually happened. But she recognizes like when she sees, when she recognizes Taki in Mitsuwa's body, she recognizes that as what happened to her. 
right? But like, Wait, what? The, what I was gonna say is that like, I the when the whole gram when when the, when her grandma mentioned the whole dreams thing, now she doesn't remember it after uh, when she got older. I think there's a I think there's a thing with Mitoa's family where she has like this like spiritual awareness or something and she's able to make- but yeah that, that comes with being part of the shrine yeah exactly exactly like a shrine worshiper exactly and i think that's what triggers the soul exchange basically um between her and taki uh now that we're talking more about it i i think that's what makes sense uh and the thing is like i think it's just poetic just be- beautiful that like they'll both remember exactly what to do with the plan, but they'll literally forget each other's names and the name of the movie is your name. Like, I just think it's the, I think the writers just went like, yeah, let's just, that's going to just put he- emphasis on the t- t- title of the movie. That That's where that's kind of the problem. Like as they're going through the plan, like they remember what they have to do. They remember why they have to do it. They know the comet's going to destroy the town, but the other person's name is what they keep forgetting. Yes, literally. But like everything, everything else they still remember. Like Mitsuo remembers she has to save the town from the comet. Like she knows, Someone else told her this information. She just doesn't remember why. And Taki was the one who started the plan in the first place. And then Mitsuo just takes over, but she doesn't remember Taki's name during. I think the whole point of that is so, like, just as an example, have you got whenever you guys have a dream, do you remember all of the details in that dream? No, but some. No. Exactly. The point, is, the point, the entire point is that, like, the name that they're forgetting is one of the details that fade when you wake up because oh. when you're in the dream everything feels really real and you are like your brain like old, like in uh, when you are dreaming your brain is messing with with itself in a way but the point that I'm trying to make is that like whenever you wake up you forget a lot of the details of a dream that you just had you kind of remember bits and pieces of it but like you just kind of forget about uh you just kind of forget like bits and pieces of that dream you have the basic idea of that dream somewhere in your head and you kind of remember it because your brain stores dreams and memories in kind of the same place Mm. so like sometimes they don't uh they don't always make sense and you kind of lose details as you grow older okay hearing that it makes a lot more sense now Mm -hmm. but during watching it it confused the fuck out of me right (laughs) okay i I think the whole point of the movie is that it's supposed to emulate a dream Mm. in a sense like a dream sequence i think yeah yeah because i mean turns out that it really did happen because they meet each other in the real world after the towns the people are saved and then meets one talky that last scene where the those last couple scenes where they're going about their lives as adults hurt so much seriously like it's yeah. so real and it hurts so much especially at the end when they finally like throughout the stairs and it seems like they're about to like leave each other I was like no someone say something someone say turn something around right turn around turn around and finally like hey you yeah. look familiar yes yes exactly like i'm not i'm not gonna lie my heart did skip a beat um when they were older and saw each other on the trains Mm -hmm. like before they started the chase my heart did skip a little bit when i saw that (laughs) but it also sank like uh when they were on the bridge and then when they when they just passed each other Mm -hmm. taki looks back just keeps going uh, Mitsuo looks back and then just keeps going like that did hurt i thought it was gonna end right there which speaking of end i I said this to Kyo, like, through the entirety of the movie. It seemed more like a series than it did a movie. Huh, how so? 
Because, I mean, okay, so I know anime movies do this, but I just can't help but incorporate, like, intros, like, musical intros with movies. I associate it with uh, show intros. So when the intro kicked up, it just registered to me as a show. And then I saw, like, their first interactions of switching bodies. And And then... an anime pilot episode kind of right and then once you watch like legitimately i checked the time for this once you watch the first like 31 minutes like the almost average time of a standard uh anime show episode they realize that they're switching places and then it goes into another musical montage i'm just like oh my god that's just one solid episode And it just kept feeling like that to me because, like, the next episode was them, like, getting used to living in each other's bodies until, like, uh, the comet struck. And then the final episode or final arc really was uh, was Taki trying to reverse the effects of the comet and save uh, Mitsuwa and her town. Like, it just felt like a ser- like sequence of events in a series to me more than it did a movie because it just progressed to me like a, a series on autoplay. Okay, well, I think I think what you are okay. This is my opinion. I think what you were describing to me sounds like a movie. It's just it's just there's no like next week kind of thing. It's just it's all in one, so it makes it more of a movie. So you, it's it's a it's a mini series. Like there's there's series, but they're compiled together in one overlarking story. So it's like not enough episodes to make a series, but it doesn't like register really as a movie. So like if you watch it in segments, it could be like a really short series. But if you watch it all in one, it would register as a movie. That's kind of what a mini series is. Even though mini series when they are put together registers as like a nine and a half hour long movie. Right, but like so this is a mini mini series. This, this is a tiny mini series. The thing is like. You're able to pinpoint specific like events throughout the the movie and say, oh, that's part one, that's part two, that's part three. I to me, it just felt like one big thing, and I just felt that's like- the thing. Yeah. Like the parts, the parts to me were so different that it just felt like different episodes. Like yeah, the the events in like the previous episode like overlapped with what's going on, but that's what happens in a series that actually pays attention to its story too. So for me, it just played like a series. Well, I think the I think Austin's point is just that because it had a opening similar to that of a of like a like what an anime TV show does, then it kind like, of registered in his head as like a as a TV show as opposed to a movie. Then like legitimately after the first half hour, it was playing the montage song like an end like an end episode song mm-hmm. almost while they were going through like the rules of like what to do and what not to do. Like, I realized it was a musical montage to, like, get this information out to us as the viewers. But at the same time, I'm just like, and episode over. <laughs> I think that's just a nitpick for Just for like us, the do's so. and don'ts of body swap. Just like, <laughs> that, is so the seri- that is the series name. <laughs> like, it starts name. with them and then turns into a global ap- uh, epidemic. You brought up where, like, up, everyone yeah. just switches with somebody. You brought up a really good point with the uh, musical montages. To me, the musical montages really were, like, some of the best musical montages I've seen in anime before. I can't... I, I just couldn't get, get over how well it, they just sequence the events. And in, like, just two minutes, you were like, oh, man, oh, my God, okay. And then this and then, whoa, 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 whoa. And, like, here we are. Like... Uh, meets was in class now it just really especially and the music just in general i really i really liked it i don't know about you guys but like that was like it better than the average anime in my opinion what it, it is like again i do highly highly respect it and i do really like it like the movie as a whole i mean it's just not one of my oh i'm bored let's watch your name because it fucking messes with you <laughs> like my heart was breaking which is good because that means that it is actually a good movie and you actually get invested with these characters and the story. 
But at the same time, I'm just like, if I'm going to watch something, I'm not going to watch something that breaks my fucking heart. You still watch Monsters, Inc. once in a while. That's besides the point. (laughs) Favorite anime ever. Monsters, Inc. Yes. Monsters, Inc. is your favorite anime. Yeah. Mike Wazowski is Mike Weeaboo. What did you guys think of the whole romance between the two characters? I think that's just like their bond just in general. Like at first, like I said, like it just felt like this annoyance thing. We're like, oh, why are you switching in my life? Like, leave me alone. But then with the whole Comet thing, you, you really see them develop a really strong bond together. And like and all at the end, it all comes like together. I just really enjoyed it personally. What did you guys think of the whole romantic aspect of this anime? I have complicated feelings about it, to be honest. Ooh, why? Uh, Kyo, you want to say your take first? What? Well, you started that. Now you got to continue. All right, so fine. I'm not going to jump so in. So I just, I just have complicated because, like, they've never met face-to-face except for that one time that uh, Mitsuo went to see Taki, literally the day before the comet struck, but didn't know that they were switching yet, which involves the whole time thing, which I won't get into right now. But, um... Like, after the body swap, like, having never met each other face-to-face until, like, they they crossed realms with Mitsuo being dead and Taki being alive at the tree. It just confused me because, like, yes, they were annoyance, but then living each other's life, like, are you living in love, falling in love with her or falling in love with her life? And then, like, reading, reading the moments that they read is, like, the only way that they can actually communicate to each other so they've never actually talked to each other until that scene. And then, like... Obviously, Taki had a major thing for his uh, for his co-worker. And like after going on that date with her that Mitsu was set up uh, when she said, you, I actually really like you, but you have a crush on someone else, don't you? I'm just like, wait, hold on. But what? How? It's one of those <laughs> things where you can just tell by how somebody acts. It is. But at the same time, I'm just like, you seem like somebody else. I'm like, OK, she's saying that because Mitsu was the one who set this up. She was the one who was talking to the co-worker most of the time anyway. So. She was expecting Mitsuwa to go on the date. So I honestly thought she was falling in love with Mitsuwa. (laughs) (laughs) That's where I thought this was going. (laughs) It sounds pretty accurate if you ask me. And then when I saw saw her uh, wedding ring at the end, I'm like, oh my God, she married Mitsuwa. Wait, what? The co-worker had a wedding ring when she was waving by to Taki in her final shot. Didn't she marry the other other guy? We We never saw who she married. Oh, yeah. I'm talking about the coworker, not uh, not Mitsuo's friends. No, that's what I meant. Yeah, Mitsuo's friends married each I thought other. You were talking about, uh, I thought you were talking about. I can't remember her name, but the coworker. I thought the coworker married Taki's friend. Taki's like they went on fr- that trip with when they were. I mean, po- I mean, possibly, but we never saw who she actually ended up with. We okay. just saw that she was married now, right. which led me to believe she married Mitsuo. <laughs> I don't know. Just like finding her, finding her in the real body, finding out that she was the one who was actually talking, like based on her mannerisms and everything, like finding out she's the exact same as how Taki was acting that entire time. They fell in love. They got married. <laughs> that's where my mind went. I know I was wrong and I knew I was wrong, but that's just where my mind went. <laughs> no, fair enough. I just like overall. I really, really enjoyed this movie. I think it's like held up to the the hype that it had. Like for you, when you, when you watched it and all the hype around it, did you th- really feel like it? Like did it fall flat or did it, did it live up to it? Just like A or B for you guys. I didn't get any hype except for what you gave me. Damn, I did a bad job. So, <laughs> I mean, it, it lived up to what you gave me, but it's not the end all be all greatest of anime movies ever no no, no but like it's still, i might i might i might be it, it is really good yeah i just might be biased when i say that because it's like it involves time travel which is my go-to when i want to be angry 
And like as much as like I feel for the characters and as much as like I'm emotionally invested in them, whenever I pick a good show or movie for me, I tend to not go to ones that break my heart or play with my feelings. I think you have a problem then. <laughs> I mean, I know like I love Angel Beats, but I'm not going to throw it on, on when I'm bored on one Saturday morning. <laughs> so I'm just like, I really love them. They're just not in my favorite category. Quick, low key, Jayanne, have you seen Angel Beats? No, he hasn't seen it yet. I have not yet. You need to watch it because it's on Netflix now. So there. Fine. Seriously, since since we're bored with nothing to do, listen to our recommendations from time to time, huh? <laughs> All right, fine. I'll do that. Gosh, I want to go through. <laughs> some, I want to go through some like uh, more minor characters really quickly and just uh, get like uh, initial takes on you guys. Nothing too deep. Um, first, I love Mitsuo's friends. Those were just, those two were funny. Yeah, <laughs> Mitsuo's friends were probably the best. I actually want to start. Part of yeah, the yeah. I just want to start with that. Uh, I. Oof, the Japanese names. I, mean, I might pull a hotch out here and just scramble the whole name, but uh, Katsuhiko, the guy. Um, uh, like uh, Mitsu had one guy friend and a girlfriend. The guy friend, I really thought he was like a really helpful uh, hand, like telling people you go to evacuate right now. He some, like seemed like a really supportive person. Um, and then I thought it, I thought he was legitimately kind of badass. <laughs> like <laughs> like he he's the goofy one, but at the same time, like he'll get shit done, like that kind of character. Though I do have one problem with him. Which is? Wasn't there an easier way to take down the power, like hitting the giant power switch, as opposed to blowing the fucking thing up? Anime logic, hotshot. I mean, I know, and I get it, and I loved it, but at the same time, there was an easier way to do this. Which is? Turning off the power. I don't understand. I'm just using my anime logic. You don't have to explode it. Just hit the switch. It's off. And someone has to manually come back up to turn it back on. But they didn't even know that was the issue. They just... They didn't even know it exploded. They just thought it went off. Yeah, I, I, yeah, but that would, or like the whole point was so that like the explosion would also cause wildfire and that would have like an actual reason to, do, do you leave the house, Austin, when the power goes out? No. Yeah, that's the point. If you lost, if you just lose power, you're just going to stay home and light the candles. You're not going to evacuate the fucking town I feel like <laughs> when this, the power is out. I feel like this podcast yeah, is which, you evacuate, which the power you evacuate. When there's a forest fire near your house, if there's a forest fire in my backyard, I'm not going to sit down and light some candles. Oh, they'll, they'll fix it when they when they get around to it. The electricians will take care of it. No, you leave. You leave and take the emergency route. So look, that way they that way you are safe from the problem. Look, I feel personally attacked right now. That, <laughs> that's just that's how does the logic not make sense to you? Because when there's fire, there's light. You're fine. Oh, my God. <laughs> and you're warm <laughs> until you scream in bloody murder pain. Good point. What about uh, Sayaka, the female friend? Any thoughts? I loved her. That's pretty cool. I love how I I, I kind of love that how even though the movie is literally Taki and Mitsuo's movie, mm -hmm. there's that little side romance that those two develop. Even though like the guy kind of had a crush on Mitsuo. Yeah. So like those two kind of bonded over being the secondary characters almost. <laughs> Well, if if we're right about the hunch with uh, with Taki's coworker and uh, and his friend that went uh, went up to meet Swiss Village with him, mm -hmm. then they kind of did the same thing. But we only saw them together once, <laughs> like those two alone. Once. Those two alone yeah, once, and meanwhile, meet his friends like they were constantly together. Yeah, that's why I think that one made more sense. Yeah, but again, we're hunching on on the coworkers' romance. We don't know who it actually was. Yeah. 
Definitely. And then, uh, but but with uh, well, we we hardly even talked about Saya. So let's just uh, one quick thing about her. The thing that like she was still willing to like hold the evacuation call and everything, even though she was clearly against it, but knew she had to for the sake of the town. Like she really kind of stepped up when it came to that, mm. even though like clearly she wanted nothing to do with this. Like, but she she didn't betray Mitsua or the guy. Like she actually just listened and like trusted them and went along with her friends. Like even when she was just buying snacks, it's like, shouldn't you be in school? Well, apparently we have to save the town, I guess, for <laughs> some reason. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, like that's someone who clearly doesn't believe Mitsua, but is still willing to try it to listen to her to help her. No, definitely. No. Now her dad was a dick. That's a whole other story. Yeah, that's a completely different Dads story. Dads were just not kind in this anime, I would say. Not what? Not Dads were just not kind. Yeah. There No, okay. Talk thing, guys. Mm-hmm. There was one dad in that movie. Taki's dad. No. That was not a dad. <laughs> that was just a guy who lived with Taki. Okay, that's fair. That's actually 100% fair. Father, okay, okay, uh, I'll say it again. Father figures were not just were just not kind to this movie. There was giant. There was only one father figure. All of the father oh. All of the father figures. <laughs> oh, speaking of um I, this has absolutely nothing to do with that topic, but uh it just reminded me. Jaden, I don't know if you noticed this, but Kyo helped me realize it. Um, when when Mitsuwa's hair was long, um, when it was tied up in a braid and, like, put up behind her head, that's how you could actually tell that it was Mitsuwa. And when it was just in a ponytail, that's how you could tell it was Taki. Oh, damn. Kyo, you you are on some sharp stuff today, huh? I don't know. You're, like, explaining the whole anime to us. You're just, like, noticing all these details. Like, yo. And then the second that Kyo tells me that, Mitsuwa cuts her hair. <laughs> so I'm just like, fucking. Yeah, like, after after Austin understood, like, what that I had noticed the detail about, like, the hair being tied up differently. Like, it shows the shot where she's on the phone and it's, like, uh, from the like from the waist waist down, but then like the next shot is her with her hair da- her hair cut off, and, and Austin's like, "Wait, how do I know?" <laughs> it's like, "Wait, is this Mitsuo or is it Taki? What the fuck? Come well, on, then, help then me!" We found, well, then we found out at the end of the it was Mitsuo because she died. Yeah, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> this movie's four years old. So yeah, sorry, spoilers. It's not four, is it four years old? It's 2016. Yeah. What? Oh. I felt like it just came out last year for some reason. <laughs> no, 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 definitely not. See, that's why it takes us forever to watch stuff. We think stuff that come out like five years ago comes out like yesterday. <laughs> no, but like uh, anything else on the, uh, I, I think like for the Itomori characters, like that's basically like the, the highlight of them. And then we had like a couple of Tokyo characters, obviously uh, Taki and Miki, but then you also had some Taki's bros. Taki's bros. Taki's gross. Bros. No, I said Taki's bros. Uh, I said he's gross. I'm like, how exactly? <laughs> you were saying Jai Yeah, Shinta <laughs> Shinta was one of his one of his friends and I don't know. Uh they felt like I felt like the Toku characters were much more side characters. We still, we saw them way less than the Ita. Yeah, we hardly or, ever got anything with them. So, I I'm, which yeah. which one one interaction with them uh I will say I really kind of liked because it just caught me off guard and I just laughed for like a minute straight. So it was after uh, Mitsuo switched with Taki. So it was the next uh, the next day after that. So Taki was back in his own body, like realizing that he was acting weird, like basically hearing that he swapped for the first time. And when his friend, uh, when Taki goes over to work, when his friend goes, seems like he's back to normal, but he was kind of cute yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was funny. It's just like, bro, 
you gay? He's like, nah, bro, I'm good. <laughs> That's the thing. I don't know. That was Sukasa, so. I think. He was might, his, was maybe that yeah, one friend so. with the glasses might have been bi. Who knows? I, he might have because, I mean, really, he was like crushing on Mitsuwa, like her personality, but even though she was in Taki's body. So he wants a feminine man? Question mark? I don't know. I read into the sexuality of characters like way too much. You do. <laughs> okay, I just read something on the wiki real quick. I don't know if this is true, but apparently Tsukasa, the character with the glasses we were, we were talking about, is married to Miki. Who's Miki? Miki is the character uh, that went on the date with Taki. Okay, so the co-worker. Okay, so we were oh. right about that. Oh, okay, right. So if that's accurate, then yeah, we were right. Yes. I mean that's a I mean that's a wiki. Those wiki. Anyone can edit right. those. So right. let's just call it canon. It's totally <laughs> we own this now. It, we own this. Movie. It's canon now. It's, we can decide the can not canonicity if exactly. we want. All right. Let's. I think we, we have a podcast. What do you have? Yeah, I think. Uh, I I basically had uh, all the topics I had uh, wanted to cover are covered. Was there anything else you guys wanted to mention? Honestly, um, like something that I really kind of liked, but something I really didn't like at the same time. Um. So it has to do with the end of the movie. So. When the comet still strikes the town and like no one was uh, no one was killed or anything, but the but the town still stays destroyed, but everyone still like basically lives in Tokyo or like moves on with their lives. Like we see the time skip of like the friends or uh, like Mitsuo's friends getting married. Well, we don't see that, but we hear about it. Uh, we see a flash of Mitsuo's uh, younger sister in high school. And like the even the characters that were bullying Mitsua, like in different jobs, like one's a cashier, one's like doing trash and stuff like that. Like, I really kind of like that. But at the same time, I'm like, are you guys just not going to try rebuilding the town? Well, I mean, what, what what would the point be? I mean, I know it was a small enough town to where like, well, yes, the whole you place could move is destroyed. on. They may as well just move out to the city. Yeah. If you had, I mean, that's where everyone was wanting to go anyway. If Plus had, like yeah. the, the area where the, the meteor struck. There's a crater there. Mm. There was a lake, like, or there's another lake. Plus, right now, so plus, I like, guess, I guess it holds true to that shot because, like, see, this is where time travel gets messy. So after the comet struck, if everyone lived, if they did uh, begin reconstruction of the town, uh, when Taki wakes up from his dream, like, because we know he's three years later, if he looked back at the town to where the comet striked, he would have seen like either the finished town or construction happening. So he would have immediately known that Mitsuo was fine. But I guess with uh, having holding the town destroyed, like holding the exact same area destroyed that was, then it put, builds up that tension like, wait, did Mitsuo actually survive? Like, did she actually save the town or was all this in vain? So like it builds that extra amount of did this actually happen? But at the same time, I'm just like, but you guys could have rebuilt. <laughs> but you like it's it's a it's an absent it's an absent piece in my mind, but I'm still like thinking about it. That that's your writer's mind conflicting with your emotional mind. I'm aware. That's just, that's just what I'm noticing is all. It do be <laughs> like that hot shot. But um, I for myself, like personally, I just really, really, really thought this was one of the best anime movies from the last decade. Um, just it's so good. I just can't. I, if you've watched. If you listen so far to the podcast and you haven't seen the movie, well, sorry for spoiling you. And B, go watch it anyways because it's that good. I just really yeah, guys. I I watched it, so that means you probably have already watched it. (laughs) Yeah. So and that's honestly, I just I feel like I I said what what I I had to say. What about you, Kyo? Any final thoughts? I liked it. Yes. Okay. I have one more question. (laughs) I have one more question before we get off. If you had to choose between living and Itomori. Or Tokyo, which one would you choose? 
I would choose Tokyo. I'd rather live in Ishimori, honestly. <laughs> I hate the city. <laughs> I don't know because I'm conflicted. Because oh. <laughs> I've 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 lived in both like small city towns and like cityish areas, so it's kind of conflicting for me. <laughs> He's gonna find somewhere but, in between. Yeah, so I won't live in like a small shack town, but I won't live in a giant ass city. He'll be on the train. Live in a shack outside he'll, of. He'll be on the train between the two all the way. Like he'll just do back and forth all day long. I'm the conductor of the train. I just live there now. Yeah, it's fine. Austin lives on the Let's train. Let's go uh, to uh, plugging stuff away. I guess I think we we've said uh, everything about the movie. Yeah, I think we've covered everything we wanted to cover. All right, I think we've about gotten there. All right. So, uh, I'll start it and you guys can uh, wrap it up. Um, so if you guys enjoyed this episode of the podcast, make sure to follow us on facebook.com slash anime podcasters. And if you want to follow the podcast itself, or you get more episodes. There is, we're on SoundCloud, YouTube, Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, all of the different podcasters. Just look at uh, anime podcasters and subscribe to us. Uh, and if you want to follow me, giantmusic.com um, is my website. I'm at giantmusic basically everywhere. And that's going to be everything for myself. If you want to hire me for freelance audio services, I'm always available for hire. And that's going to be it. Uh, go ahead, guys. You guys can go ahead and find me right here on Anime Podcasters on Giant Music's channel. You guys can also find me over at my channel, Hotshot Ginger, which uh, I am currently in the works with GoPro Kyo and a little side help from uh, Giant Music with another project from my channel. I realize I've told you guys that I've been building up projects for my channel for about 70 plus episodes now, but now they're actually coming down on me for it. So there is going to be something put on my channel very soon. Hopefully, maybe, possibly. And you guys can also find me over on our other channel, Nostalgia Brothers, which that's another project that they're on me about. So we're going to be working on that too. Yay. So they're actually making me a productive member of society and I hate them both for it. Yay. Kill. I'm GoPro Kyo. You can find me at GoPro Kyo literally everywhere. <laughs> Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr. Facebook. That's YouTube. it. <laughs> I forgot YouTube. How did I forget YouTube? I don't know how, but. Facebook. But yeah, I'm working on, I'm mostly just going to be appearing on like other other videos for the time being. I've got my own videos in the can right now, but just uh, keep your eyes peeled for for upcoming videos and drawings that I'm doing. So I, I guess that's it, guys. Yes. Uh, and uh, another thing I just want to say, uh, I should have said that's at the top of the show, but this will be for the hardcore listeners that go all the way through. Um, because of this whole quarantine thing, uh, we're going to try to produce more than two episodes a month. We'll see. Uh, we're obviously going to always be doing two episodes a month like the regular. And if we can, we might do a third or fourth episode. It'll, it'll really depend uh, on the scheduling and everything. So we're going to try. I'm just saying we're going to try to put out more episodes. Doesn't mean it will, it's going to happen, but it's possible. So make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any of those. Uh, so for myself, for Hotshot, for GoPro Kill, this has been another episode of Podcasters. Yeah, that. Bye, guys.